for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Elk Camp 2020. It's been full of surprises, to say the least. I can tell you, we've battled the elements, we've battled the animals, we've battled everything. It is epic. You are not going to want to miss this show. Y'all stay tuned. Be right back to you guys with more Elk Camp 2020. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by ElkGrows.com, with your host, Gilbert Ornelas, and elk hunting coach, Joe Gillian. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Grinders tuning in, thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Podcast. Our goal is to share our knowledge and help you flatten that learning curve so that you too can have some of the very same incredible experiences that have given all of us here at Elk Bros a lifetime of memories. If you like what you hear or see, you can get all of this information plus so much more from our Base Camp Elk Hunting Training Camp, the first in a series of online courses from our Blue Collar Elk Academy. Our Base Camp Training Camp allows me to use my coaching style and share almost 40 years of elk hunting experiences successfully hunting elk on public lands as well as over 20 years guiding hunters of all ages and experience levels. This course will be like nothing you have ever experienced in concept and structure using success-based coaching techniques that will elevate your confidence and skill sets. Our camp will prepare you specifically from that final moment most in your control, those final minutes or seconds the elk is in front of you, backwards through each step and level, allowing you to see, visualize, understand, and relate every coaching point to what lies ahead, the next step, the next thought process, the next success. Because, y'all, you've already been there. You know what it looks like. By tapping my 30 years of teaching and coaching experience, our camps are developed considering multiple learning modes with text, visuals, audio, as well as video. And Base Camp will benefit those new to elk hunting all the way to the 10 to 15 year vet. So if you are looking for that one thing to help you fill that tag this year, invest in the most important piece of equipment there is, you and your elk hunting knowledge. 
You can find the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Academy and the Base Camp Training Camp at elkbros.com. That's E-L-K-B-R-O-S dot com. Keep dreaming of the screaming, believing and achieving, and most of all, keep grinding. Welcome back to Elk Camp, y'all. I'm Gilbert Ornelas, host of your show. We got our elk hunting coach right here, Joe Gillia. We got the Venezuelan Mafia in the house who have scored. We'll talk about that here in just a second. We've got Luis Gonzalez and Manano Graterón and the Pennsylvania cat killer himself, <laughs> Brendan Houlihan. We've been so close this week, man. I'm telling you, this guy and I put the miles in. You guys can see here, if y'all can see behind me or uh, some of the photos you'll get to see here on the on the next podcast we've been dealing with three inches of snow every the last two days it's been epic huh joe i mean joe's been hunting up here 40 years years, and have never seen it snow on september the 9th and i mean it's been crazy our conditions we don't we don't have these conditions in december (laughs) so you know i mean uh when you know we're having to worry about everything freezing we we wake up and everything's under a layer of snow it was a dry blowing snow mm-hmm. uh, in fact our our tent collapsed <laughs> basically yeah we were up at what time two in the morning yeah, joe Shit. got up like sasquatch trying to beat my beat the <laughs> snow off the tent and i thought sasquatch was coming in i'm telling you straight up man i was going for my 40 cow you know what I mean? and joe he don't have his hearing aids in so when i'm asking joe is that you he ain't saying anything so man i'm starting to get the hog leg out right i mean i'll tell you one thing it's been it's been, it's been crazy busting on you. the on the and, you know, the guy that's disabled over uh, here. Yeah, he's got yeah. such a handicap, yeah, let me tell you. Uh, you know, we show up to elk camp. Uh, Joe and I set things up, kind of try to help cut our way in here, uh, get things rolling, do some scouting for the guys coming in. And, uh, you know, day one, I mean, we walk right up the trail. He bugles. Bulls go off. We're in them. Uh, we just run into a little bit of bad luck, and we just had some set sets that came in that were thick, and we just couldn't couldn't get the shot off. Had a really big seven by seven. He called him in to me at about thirty eight yards, but again, I did everything I could to try and move and get postured up to where I could get a shot off. We just couldn't get it done, but. Oh, it was fun though. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Yeah, so. uh, and then these elk, I'm telling you, after two days of us being here, they shut up. Uh, you guys are going to hear some lessons learned. You're going to hear about the, the the problems that we've dealt with. I won't say just problems, but a little bit of adversity. Uh, <laughs> and then these guys that stroll into camp, uh, you know, our professional Venezuela mafia guys <laughs> show up. Luis with a brand new bow, uh, you know, Manana always with a great attitude, and uh, they show up and, and get it done here in the last two days. They've knocked two bulls down. So, um, been really proud of these guys, uh, really proud of Joe. It's been really tough conditions in this snow and when with the bulls shut up. But, oh, yeah. you know, Joe and I, uh, we decided yesterday that we'd just go out and try to do something we've never done, which is cut tracks on these animals in fresh snow. And, man, it was epic, dude. You know, I've never we, done anything like we, that. Awesome. We always talk about, you know, everything that you, whether it's a windy day, whether it's a drizzling day, whether the elk are talking, um, you, you can find all kinds of excuses or 
you know, you make that lemonade out of lemons, you find what is going to benefit you at that time. Shoot, first time I have ever been able to hunt elk in the snow. Yeah. And we're, we're like, you know, Gilbert's like, well, Joe, what are you going to do today? I'm... I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna go cut some track, man. That's that's all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go find me a bull track and and we're getting after it. And that's exactly what we did. You know, just like when you're looking for cats, you know. And uh, it was a blast. I mean, yeah. we didn't get to. And and let me tell you guys, it seems like to me, especially in these kind of conditions, I think that's why the elk shut up. I think that barometric pressure, um, Shifted. that changed because. So we're in elk camp, the first two days, hotter than heck, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and we get a weather report that, you know, in two days, it's going to drop to 23 degrees. Yeah, 18. Yeah, 18 degrees. 18 and then said snow from 4 to 8 inches. 4 to 8 inches. And we're like, there's no way. Yes, how is that even possible? Yeah. How can yeah. that happen, yeah. man? Yeah. I mean, in New Mexico... If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. And, yeah, it'll and, change. And not only was it one day of weather like that, it was three days of weather like that. I was so, going to say, I've been waiting five minutes since two days ago. <laughs> and, yeah, it's still pretty cold. <laughs> and, you know, we were like, holy crap. You know, and a lot of people were, well, well I'm going to hunker down and wait this out. And we were like, well, we took care of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we took care of everything at camp. Mm -hmm. uh, our tent was collapsed and we had i mean the tarp was coming down we had we had snow on everything and every crevice because uh, it was a dry powdery snow it blew in everywhere luckily our our kitchen area we had put walls around it and that protected a lot of stuff inside there so that was genius of you guys man that getting that up was we was we, we had some help yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know i was like well Gilbert says, "Well, you, what should we do?" And uh, and I was like, "Bud, man, I'm I'm freaking winging it. This is the yeah. first time." And other than cutting track, we did not change our tactics. We're still cow calling, still doing our, our our location bugles, those types of things. So that part didn't change. It's just we used the track to get us in where the elk were. Yeah, you know, when Joe said that, Brendan and I decided, Joe said they were going to go low, go south. Brendan and I had been having some success getting around some bulls up north, and so he suggested us do that and just cut some tracks and, and get after them, and I've never done that. So Brendan and I went to, to the top, and we hadn't got halfway to the top when we saw some fresh tracks, and I mean real fresh tracks. Then we get to the top up there, and there's even more fresh sets of tracks with some big bulls in there mixed in and i mean you could see the urine on the ground right. and where they pawed stuff up uh, several i've got some several cutaway videos with brendan and i made in these situations and we just started dogging them and we knew we were getting close because when we get there they their urine in the snow would be fresh and sitting on the snow and they're in their their uh their scat would actually make a cylinder going down through the snow and we'd be like wow we're getting close you right. know and I, I knew the direction that they were headed in we had the wind in our face and uh, i'd never done this before but we actually caught up to those three bulls and uh we're coming down a ridge and i happened to look up and man there's a there's a 300 inch bull staring us in the face you know and uh i told brennan we we're 94 yards from him i told brennan i said we're busted, dude. I mean, there's nothing we can do. When they got eyes on you, man, there is just nothing you can do. Um, I'll tell you one thing. What I learned in the snow is 
they're going to hear you coming because uh, their body t temperature actually melts that snow as they step. Right. Ours doesn't. Yeah. And uh, so we, we make crunch. a big crunching sound. Yeah. Uh, for us, I, I learned something that if I figure out a direction that they're going, it's probably best me to cut around them, try to get in front of them, and try to cut them off uh, because they won't hear me coming that way. <coughs> they just so, they meandered so much. They did. Yeah, they two or three wandered. times. We yeah, thought you, they were you going think to they're going cut. in a specific direction, yeah. and then and and then all of a sudden they're cut cutting yeah, it the I mean, way. They, just, they did so much meandering. It looked like the bulls were kind of rounding some cows up at yeah. some point. because there were smaller tracks with them. But, yeah, I mean, I bet we had eight or ten sets of tracks in there yeah. that just with three or four bigger ones, you know, yeah. that we thought were bulls. Then, obviously, when we saw the trees destroyed and stuff like that, God, and the ground raked crazy. up. It but was, it, was, it was really interesting when you found the, the pee with bloody pee. Right. And you go like, right. hey, there is a hot cow here. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls are around and uh, so what he's saying is is I actually found I mean you'll find elk urine and I actually <coughs> excuse me I actually found some <coughs> urine that had blood in it it had you know you could see a little bit of the blood in the urine was a bit of red. Was yeah. Yeah. so so that that cow was coming in heat and I told him things are getting ready to happen y'all and sure enough now where that snow was crunchy when we went out at 11:30 or 12 yeah because what we what we did was with everything the way it was we had to take care of camp first we had to get take care of ourselves you know um make sure that <coughs> that we had enough cows in us because we were going to hunt midday to dark and actually that ended up being the best time i think because the animals were bedded for a long time in the morning and and then when they weren't they went to a destination to bed so when we started doing that midday hunt they were already where they were or they were moving into the areas that that we wanted so and, and what we want to do out of this podcast today is yeah we're going to share our camp with you <laughs> we're all here we're all grunged out man um yeah. uh, we haven't hit the shower since the snow hit uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're not so fresh yeah, right. so, yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna, not so fresh feeling <laughs> We're going to talk about our camp. We're going to talk about the elk, <coughs> how they were for the last few days. Um, we're going to talk about the, the, the kills. We're going to talk about lessons learned, and, and then we're going to tell some other things. So uh, I, this is a podcast I think you're really going to enjoy because everything that you're going to hear today is from things that we are encountering, a lot of things that we are learning as well. You know, and uh, we're just winging it yeah, on some it's of real. this, right? right? Yeah. I mean, it's just 100% real happened here. Uh, you know, we've ran into hunters that have known us on the podcast. And, I mean, so we're just real guys, you know. We're, we're nobody special here. Uh, decided to bring some, some really cool content to our listeners and, and do it here from Elk Camp. Um, and it's, uh, again, you can see... I mean, we all blowing smoke here. This is not a, this is it. And I'm bundled up. Y'all got to know, you know, I, I'm hot by nature. Uh, so if I'm bundled up, it's freaking cold. Uh, I can tell you that straight up. But uh, you know what I, what I want to lead into is um, how, how we, how we got started and, uh, you know, want to give a shout out to Chav. Uh, right. He's back there cheering us on it yeah. in, uh, in Cimarron, and we've been updating him. He's doing uh, well. It, yeah, he's doing really good. We've been <laughs> updating him every week. He's really proud of the guys and all of us, how we've pulled together and, and helped one another. You know, when Luis got us started off, um, you know, we found some elk up there in that corner, knew that they were there. So this and, is on day two of the hunt. Yeah, day you two know, of the hunt. So in elk encounters every day. Yeah. yeah. 
but but the elk were really acting weird, man. Yeah, uh, now still are. We're used to it, and, and people always ask, "What do you do when the elk are are quiet?" Yeah. You know, you you have to just, especially. I mean, not only were they quiet, but we had days before the storm hit. It got windy, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you weren't going to hear anything anyway. So. You know, we use those same tactics, man. We use our cow calling. You got bulls coming in silent. You think there's no elk in the country, but the elk are there. Uh, just to prove a point, we were driving up to go pack Luis's animal out that right. we're going to talk about here. And we passed uh, uh, a small group of cows bedded up on the side of a hill, not 35 yards from the, from the trail that we were on with the ATVs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they watched us go back and fourth maybe four times yeah, yeah. and i think never. when you yeah they never the, budged, only, the only time they got up was when we came through the very last time and they were just standing there watching us they didn't run no they didn't break and run do uh-huh. anything even with their calves so when when you <clears throat> the point being a lot of times you think there are no elk in the country and it's funny because gilbert yeah but before yesterday gilbert was like joe they just freaking disappeared. Oh, that's what we thought. <laughs> you know? yeah. We didn't hear, we yeah. didn't see or hear one for three hunts, and then yeah. we went out in the snow, and their tracks are everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. So, so the track showed you, and you still had the same issue. You were seeing elk because you were tracking them, right. but they were not making there's, a noise. They weren't. Man, I, I, I've been hunting here. This is my eleventh season, and I this is the worst I've ever seen them just shut up. And what I said when I say that is when we got here, Joe and I were making <coughs> making camp the first day, they were bugling their heads off. Mm. Like I mean, it was crazy. We had bugles going off all around us and then yeah. the first morning they were talking and then by that time they just that that heat little heat wave came in on us and it really shut them down and they were not they were actually the bulls are talking more to bull sounds than they are to cow sounds yeah so we've we've had to learn how to adapt to that yesterday uh, brendan and i got into a a really big battle with about three different bulls and they would not even respond to a good cow call and i'm not saying i'm the best cow caller but i'm telling you when they're on that little whine i can get them you know going berserk and uh you know I, i started off the first time that brendan and i hunted together i had a bull that i called in three or four different times brendan says seven or eight and it's probably more like that it was seven but or eight. I, I mean i called that bull back he was gonna leave and i called him back but it was more with bull muse and and a chuckle than anything else that i could get him to respond to the cow calls he didn't really care about he turned his head and walk away you know and we had a decoy we, we always talk a lot about hurry up and slow down because i'm a very aggressive hunter right? right we always talk about hurry up and slow down it's it's all it's in the opposite mode when the elk are like that. Definitely. And and here's what I mean by you that. Slow y'all. down and hurry up. Yeah, you got to slow down and hurry up because I I'm not able to tell you. Gilbert even brought up one time because I would be cow calling and and do a little setup, you know, trying to get something to talk, and we wouldn't hear anything, wouldn't hear anything. So we'd start to go. And we come around around a tree, Here and there's a friggin' bull staring at us because he's coming in to the calling. Yep. He he is reacting, he is responding, but he, just he's, he's there. So. He's there. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. Right. When we think they're not there, they're there. They're there. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, in that first episode where Joe and I ran into those bulls, they didn't say a word. Nope. They came in silent, and there was a big herd bull, and well, a big mature bull with them. And the only sound he would make would be a bark chuckle that sounded like a monkey. And I mean, it was, 
<laughs> and that was it. It was like, what in the world? I look, I look at Joe. You know, Joe's behind me. I look at Joe, and I'm like, help. You know, I'm like, what do you do with that? And then you, you know? guys think that my chuckle is horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, you look at Joe. I looked at for Joe, and Joe's, Joe's trying to go away. He's doing the right thing. You know, he's trying to go away from me, raking trees. And that bull came in three or four times, and he would bark. And he would chuckle. And, that, and what he's wanting to, is he wanting to see Joe. You know, he's wanting to see what's making all that noise. And for me, every time he'd turn and walk away, I'd just softly, like bull mew, cow call, you know, soft mews. And he would turn and come back, you know. And I'm like, same thing with Brendan's bull, you know. Uh, we just didn't have a shot opportunity that was a real good shot yeah, opportunity. Yeah, within uh, several times within 38, 44. Yeah. You know, we're getting that. The elk, we were having the opportunities. You know, you made a decision not to shoot yeah. you know, through a bunch oh, of crap mm -hmm. or shoot one time at a bad angle. You made the absolute correct choice. Yesterday, I had a spike within 30 yards easy, and it just was not the shot I wanted. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you're going to see on video, uh, I've got a, a several spikes right in front of me. Uh, and I don't take the shot because it, there's no reason to force something. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing that I want. Regret is something you don't get to get back. No, that's I mean, right. it, that's right. that doesn't happen. So, yep. uh, and when they talk about that bark chuckle, it's exactly like that. If you ever heard that, that, that bark that they make, and I should get one of my calls so I can uh, demonstrate some of this stuff, but <clears throat> it's a bark and then right into a chuckle. And all that bull is saying is, is, hey, show yourself, you know. How do you respond to that? You bark, chuckle right back at him. Because I'm like, hey, you no, show you yourself. show yourself yeah. to me, you know. And it kept that bull in the area. There's another thing that you mentioned yesterday. I thought it was interesting when you were teaching me about what that meant. Right. Is that also um, do a couple of cow calls and kind of walk away a little bit to where you know you you keep them interested and keep them come in if you kind of stay at the same spot it's like okay well it's a it's yeah. a it's a who who's going to come in right. who's going to yeah. show up first but who's if you kind of walk away a little bit you may force the situation to where that bull will come and when we get into who's got the greater will yeah when we get into yesterday's episode yeah. we're going to talk about the lessons learned and, oh, yeah, and yeah. because it's really awesome that you know you're just now gaining your confidence. In fact, I think your confidence is there in your calling. Mm -hmm. Now it's all about the nuances of, of yeah. what to do with yeah. some of the, that, yeah. and which was really cool. And uh, and we'll talk about because Luis wanted so bad to call in a bull for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he wanted he wanted that so bad, and and I and he was giving it his best shot. And yeah. so there were a lot of things we got to talk about that are going to help you guys after that. So, yeah, we came in. Uh, it was hot. Things got really quiet. Um, the guys, when they got in here, same thing. I, I'm not able to tell you how many times we would <clears throat> basically be doing a, a, a little scenario and guys not give it enough time yeah. or not be aware enough after we did the scenario. And a lot of times in your mind, you go, oh, nothing's out there. And you just start walking and... <laughs> Boom. Yeah. There they are, right? Yep. And it happened so many times. Yeah. So there's a lesson for you, a lesson from the Elk Bros. I mean, coming straight up from mistakes that we make. Yeah. And when I say we, most of these mistakes happen because Joe Julia is way 
I'm just so friggin' aggressive, man. If if I don't have something happening in in an area, now uh, I'll do scenarios when I've smelled an elk mm -hmm. or I've heard a small peep mm -hmm. or anything to give them away mm -hmm. or track like we did. We set up and did with track. Then we'll do a scenario for a long time and really be looking, looking. That's what we did yesterday, yesterday yeah. and and that really worked well for us. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, there's a there is a hurry up and slow down where you're out there, you call, man, you close that gap, yeah. and then you slow down. Yeah. Um and and I I want to like yesterday. I'm I'm gonna do a little quick segue. Yesterday you heard a bull sound off and you said joe about 500 yards and these guys have gotten real good at approximate distances mm -hmm. right uh so we i figured 400 for sure right so if he's saying five i know 400 is at least going to be the spot so right away i start doing a beeline and when i don't know if any of you guys do this but here's what i do is i start taking off and i count my steps you know and I get 100, 200, 300, and I'm at 350, I put on the brakes. I went from hurry up to slow down. See, at that point, though, we're just sucking wind. Trying to <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, Joe puts, Joe puts the 350 on you before you know what's going yeah, on. And you're about ready to hyperventilate when you get there. Three seeing, seeing little bitty stars come out of your eyes. In your eyes. <laughs> I don't know how he can even Dark Google, visual. You know? But if, if you want to know how far you've gone, yeah, like, is, is you can count those steps and even if you're doing here this way zigzagging count them anyway and it just gives you an now, idea. Do you count them in English or? Yeah. <laughs> it gets tricky there for, for us, man. For it's me, Joe. After 100, it's just yeah. like, you know. For me, Joe. Give another 100. <laughs> for me, it's it's getting half, right? Yeah. I try to get half and see if I can get another response. See, you know? I have, but for me, uh, I have a hard time getting half in response it depends how hot that bull. Now, if that bull's sounding off, yeah. I, I'm not having to worry, right? Right. But sometimes I worry that when I just go halfway and they're ask for a response, they've already pinned me down a sure. little bit. So sure. now or they've already started your way too, or they're, and they're yeah. way closer than they're you think they are. Yeah. yeah. Or and once they have you pinned, yeah. now if I do, if they stay quiet and I'm going, oh, I didn't get that response, and I go to cut again, yeah. now they're looking in the area where sure. I'm at. So sure. that's only one reason sometimes. But a lot of times you're just looking for that. I know you're looking for that reassurance of where they're at. Right? No doubt. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. I, I, for, for me, you know, when, when we segue into the day that Luis killed his first bull, which uh, I, that morning before, Brendan and I were in that same area, and it was so windy. You could hear the bulls, mm -hmm. but they were... They were in a part where we couldn't get to because of the wind. Mm -hmm. And so I just told him, let's back out of there and make us a little round. And everything, dry, you know, what we do is driven by the wind. And uh, sometimes you got to go with the wind to cut it to come back to hunt, right? So there's been a whole lot of that going on because nothing's been really constant. There's been a lot of shifting. Oh, absolutely. Especially oh. with this weather storm yeah, coming shifted in. A lot. It's, it's shifted a lot. So we've kind of had to make adjustments on the fly. But, you know, we told Joe and them about that. Joe made the decision that he was going to go to this one area. And, heck, they didn't even get to get there. And uh, and I'm going to let Luis tell, tell the story. And, uh, you know, it was a really cool day full of anxiety yeah. and full of anxious moments. But uh, a great 
uh, jubilation at the end of the yeah. day yeah. with the brothers, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is the second day of the hunt, yeah. yes, sir. right? Um, first morning uh, of that, I mean, first morning, morning, the morning first of, of, of morning that of, second yeah. day, right? Last year, you guys killed on the first day? Uh, second, second day. It second was day. the second day of your hunt as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're, we're, we're right in we're just, mode yeah, here, that's right? right. That's and right. unbelievably, there were a lot of parallels yeah. on, on, yes. on this as yes. well. Yes. So yes. a lot of similarities. Yeah, in, the, the only, the only I'd say thing that wasn't similar was last time Manano really got incredible video. video. Yeah. Of, of, <laughs> there he goes. Of, <laughs> of your hunt. Yeah, this yeah. time and, he decided to get on his phone and, and WhatsApp and well, chat you and have call. To, you have to see and, the, uh, the, the and, background uh, behind. I got a little little kid. <laughs> I was worried about him. <laughs> I was trying to communicate with the family. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the middle, I, uh, in the middle of a setup. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, set yeah, up yeah, with yeah, a bull coming yeah, in. Not in, yeah, the morning, well, not in the morning when we were walking hey, up Hey, there. honey, how's my son? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah we got a bull coming yeah. in. I'll close down here yeah. in a minute, no, no, right? The time Actually, yeah, that happened to us with Gilbert, too. During this podcast, I want to talk about the pros and cons of cell phones, because that's something that I think is a good thing to talk about, because that has really changed a lot of things yeah, yeah. Sure. so don't let me forget to talk about pros and cons of cell sure. phones as yeah. we go but tell us your story man yeah so we get up really early that morning the plan is is to go to an area that manano and i know well that it requires a lot of physical uh, challenge and uh so we're like whoo you know taking deep breaths and, and getting ready to get up there and getting psychologically prepared so we drove up to as far as we can get with the with the t-rex yeah and then um, then it, it started walking that way. As soon as we turn off that T-Rex, uh, we start hearing bugles. And uh, the bugles were relatively close. So uh, we kind of start telling Joe where the bugles are coming from. And uh, so we start heading, heading that way. But Joe tells us in the way, he's like, hey guys, I know we're hearing bugles here, but this is not really the area that we're gonna concentrate. We're gonna be working the area that, you know, that we normally the the one that Manano and I are afraid that takes uh, a good solid <laughs> a walk. scare. Yeah, <laughs> afraid and scared. Well, yeah. and, and so that everybody understands some background is that when you hunt public land in New Mexico, mm. there's uh, you're surrounded by private properties. Mm -hmm. um, you have areas that are downwind from you. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got different uh, hunting units boundaries. and boundaries and. Just because we're hearing an animal across in an, in another hunt unit, I don't want to stop yeah. from going and hunting in an area that right would, that right. they might not be in that area. Yeah, in, in the in the public land area. Un unless right. it's a situation that is hot and on the which, dot. Which right? you said that it's like yeah. unless we have something an opportunity that is absolutely clear, then then okay things may change a little bit. So right. we get to that very top of that um, that area there and. Uh, Shortly uh, as we start walking in, uh, Manano and I hear sparring. We hear, you know, yeah. both sparring, and uh, and we tell Joe. And so uh, Joe gets a little closer, and it's daylight. It was dark. It's, it was dark. It was daylight dark. starting to come up. Yeah, that gray light, right? And gray light. And then you pull your binoculars, and then you certainly spot um, some bulls eating, uh, drinking your water in a pond. Drinking water in a pond it in public land. Yeah. And uh, so they're 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 eating, and uh, and so we counted about six with the binoculars. Right. And uh, at that point, you said, "Okay, well, let's wait. Let's wait a little bit until we actually get to shooting daylight light. hour, shooting mm -hmm. shooting time." 
and uh, what we're what we're gonna do is I'm gonna try to you know start calling and see if we can bring some of them in, and um, so we did. Uh, we waited about you know you started you waited about ten minutes or so and then you started calling. Yeah, so it was five minutes to legal shooting light, and I yeah. was like, I'm gonna start. You know, because I figure any action that happened after right. there would get to us by shooting light. Right, right. And then you start calling in, and then uh, you gave me the gave me the binoculars and said, "Hey, you know, just keep an eye on those bulls and tell me how they're reacting." So yeah. I remember you did start with kind of like a lost cow. Um, uh, kind of uh setup right yeah, i mean yep. it's just a scenario where hey something's lost and see if something comes in and i told i told you i could see the bulls all turn their heads right to where we were at right and uh so just so everybody understand we're walking a tree line and on the right hand side of that tree line there's an open open pasture there. yeah in yeah. the open park and we're at the top <clears throat> but then there comes a hill all the way down and at the bottom that's where that 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 pond was even more cool about that is is where the animals are it comes slopes up to where there's an apex yeah, yeah. where we were at and, and then, then it, it, it behind that goes down again so you can actually be i could be behind luis doing yeah. all kinds of calling and there's no, no way that i could they, be seen by the yeah, animal right? right and then and then again we're just on that tree line and it's just tall woods you know on that on on the other side where mm -hmm. we were calling from because right. we didn't want to be out in the middle exposed right so you start calling there they have us pegged as far as we definitely got their attention but i see one of them just kind of not so sure about what was going on and one of them starts kind of because i started off. doing some aggressive calling i started doing some displaying sounded right. like a hot cow blah 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 right and at that point i tell joe i said hey joe uh, one of them is kind of going away, but the other ones are still locked in. So you changed your tactics mm -hmm. at that point as right. far as what you were you're doing to call them in. I, I went from more of a, an aggressive stance or a breeding stance to more of a, more of a herd. herd. Yep, you started that herd and, you know, a, a passive bull with some cows around and stuff like that. And, uh, man, one of the bulls has started kind of come in. And I, I, I told Joe, I was like, Joe, one of the bulls is coming in so i handed joe the binoculars and joe is like okay guys go ahead and set up so i set up in front of you not too far from where from where you were but i just didn't like where i was standing like i stood up there um because we're on that apex of the hill right uh i didn't feel the need to get on my knees at that point absolutely it was just gonna block my view of what was coming from below i felt like i needed to have better visibility of what was going on so i moved even further forward closer to more to the edge of the park to where yeah. i had frontal view but i had a good tree behind had me. a great backdrop yeah behind you. a good yeah. backdrop and then i stood up there and just kept watching this bull and i lost the sight of the bull when he came in because of that the, the geography yeah mm -hmm. the, the the shape of the land and uh but i knew that he was coming and i knew that he was interested in what was going on so at that point i'm like man i, I hope that that bull doesn't come in through the woods right and just kind of the trees and into the trees and the wind was perfect right. the wind was just coming from the bottom of the lake all the way up and it was just perfect um so which, i'm behind you yes and i'm watching your body language right, right. and <clears throat> i'm back where i'm i'm at least a good 40 50 yards behind yeah. him and i can see him and and this is important when you're a caller if you can get where 
that and it you don't have to be close but you can be where you can see the body language of your shooter it tells you a lot and one thing that i saw watching luis was i saw him like trying to look like look around the tree line to see where this bull was going into the trees. So that told me that that bull was starting to go into the trees instead of coming out in front of him. So so, so at this time I'm like, man, I wish Joe would move would move a little bit to the right outside in the open to see if to make sure that bull comes in the open side and i say as soon as i think that i turn i see joe walking there to the middle of his oh my god he ran my mind he already knew what he was so and and so what i did was i I changed to the herd tactic yes and i sounded i just started doing location advertising bugles going away with some cow calls sounded like a group of elk that were moving away away. uh, through that part going away so yeah and eventually what happens is i i then see the the head of the bull come up again um and he is on a string i'm telling you this bull is in a hurry to catch up with this herd and i'm like holy crap this is about to happen so my reflex my reflex makes me go and reached uh, to my GoPro camera. <laughs> I normally camera. Okay, all right. So I am still looking back, and I can see Manano behind Luis about 20 yards. 25 yards. Yeah, about 15 yards. <laughs> back behind uh, Luis, and, and then I can see Luis. And when I look at Manano, I can see a foam. I can see I can see the light of a phone. I was like, oh, awesome, man. He's going to get all this on video. So I'm like, good boy, good boy. Right? And and then I and then all of a sudden I see a flash of light from Luis. And I'm yeah. like, what the heck is that? So man? to bring you back to the other perspective, <laughs> here I am. I normally wear my GoPro here and it's a one-touch deal to where I press and it starts recording. So my reflex, immediately I go up and hit that button and flashlight goes off. I was like, holy crap! So now it I'm was his headlamp, not his my headlamp. <laughs> Normally what happens is I put my headlamp in the morning when it's dark, and then when it starts daylight, then I just swapped them. And then and so I thought I had swapped them, and I forgot to do that. So as soon as I hit the button, then I start looking down and covering and trying to turn it off, and it wouldn't turn off. Eventually it did. So at that point, I, 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 was already, I already had an arrow knocked. And uh, and he's coming, and he's coming fast. So my thinking is, okay, wind is perfect. Uh, it's coming this way. He's not gonna smell me, and the wind is actually strong. So uh, he was coming in a little trail that passed in front of me, about I don't know four yards. Yeah, that's how yeah, close. That, yeah. So when he comes in, I'm getting ready. I know that I cannot draw when him coming up because his field of view even though he was focused on joe calling his field of view was and it's very, a frontal if he a freezes frontal. And yeah. It, it, he, yeah if he freezes i wouldn't have had a shot so i'm like i'm gonna wait for this bull to pass in front of me and then make sure that he's concentrated on the front so i can draw at that point and then shoot him quartering away mm-hmm. that was the original plan anyway but it didn't quite happen like that <laughs> right so as he was coming in I, I was paying attention to his ears too because he was his ears were focused to where you were but as he was coming closer he actually did notice something in me being there uh-huh. and again it's the whole yeah, what you say about furniture, hey the yeah. furniture got moved here what's going on yeah. but it was it was enough to where he flickered his ears he kind of turned a little bit his ear was kind of on me for a second and then he heard the calling again and then he turned around i'm like oh this is going to happen right here like 
I could spit on this on this bowl, right? <laughs> wow. The moment he was completely broadside, right in front of me, he, I hear a crack of 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 a, of a limb or something. So something why don't cracked. we go at this point? Uh, to get another view perspective, yeah. Manano, yeah, I think you happen to be there at that time. <laughs> well, uh, at that point, I was uh, behind of a little pine. I was really well covered, uh, but I honestly I didn't see this bull coming because I was uh, the, p the pine was blocking the entire yeah the entire view and, trip and, of the bull coming and out. What I Eddie came, was on the phone. What, yeah, but but <laughs> but this time came in no time yeah he was really fast mm -hmm. uh and i was watching luis his his you know his no you body. weren't watching me you were talking about no me. no i was watching <laughs> you too <laughs> his body there uh, and and he was he he wasn't you know that aware he was re i mean he was really fast and uh <laughs> i got reception <laughs> in that particular <laughs> second and my wife goes Hello, hey, I'm here. <laughs> How are you guys? And, and, and start trying to to communicate with them. And uh, and I don't know, I don't know why I was. I just turned my my head like like that, and I I wasn't. I, I mean, I saw an spy. Like, and it was oh, <laughs> it was ten yards away, <laughs> and he turned, start running, and so, you call, and, and so you call no, I call call no, but no, the, the what happened before that actually, I freaking as jumped. the bull was, as the bull was coming up, I would have. To. I remember I forgot to actually mention this as the bull was coming up. He, I thought he was talking to me. He was saying something. Yeah, yeah. Just over there, over there. And I'm like looking down at the bull and I'm looking in front. I was like, is there something else happening that I'm not aware of? What's going on? And he kept saying, yeah, yeah. I was like, whatever. I'm not just going to pay attention when Anna's trying to tell me now this bull is coming and this is happening, right? So, no, I was, I was saying to my wife, hey, hello, hello. He was actually talking to his wife on the phone. Yeah. And that's what I was hearing. Oh, my so. goodness. This yeah. is, look, dude, I'm just saying, it's a freaking first for me, man. So, anyway, that moment moment that bull they the two of them get scared to each other uh, at each i other. was more scared <laughs> the bull jumped back so at that moment i'm like i've got to i got to draw now like if if i don't draw now this is not going to happen so right. i used the opportunity of the bull getting scared for me to draw obviously when i drew the bull turned and Start running. ran away so but again i was like i know this bull is going to stop within 30 40 yards after he runs away to find out what's going to happen so i kept my eyes on the bowl and i think you cow call and sure enough and i stopped for you it, well i, I make it up I <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you for, for thank you for, for making it up for taking a 30 yard shot you know instead yeah. of an 18 yard shot yeah, yeah. i appreciate that four, four <laughs> yard shot. A four yard shot yeah, <laughs> yeah very nice of you <laughs> but anyway so he stops he stops at about 26 yards again you know it's it's legal shooting time, but you don't have the sun completely out. Right, so, right. so downhill. the lighting, and Down, he was yeah. a bit downhill and slightly quartering towards, I guess, the way he was turned. He was kind of like in a U shape. Mm -hmm. And man, I, there's no time to range. There's no time to do anything like that. At exactly that point, my was, point a lot of times about, yeah. hey, y'all, from you need to practice no distances from 30 yards in, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you got to be ready for that. Yeah, right. right, right. So I, 
you know, he was, we found out later he was exactly at 26 yards, but I did shoot him with a 30-yard pin. But again, another thing I've learned from you guys is when you're shooting downhill, you may want to give yourself, you know, a, a right. pin difference there yeah. or um, to, to kind of help yourself out with the, with the drop of the uh, terrain. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, so I shoot him and uh, we, we lose sight of the Luminoc. Okay, and we're thinking, okay, it was a full pass through. The sound was, was terrible. I mean, you, you heard crashing, but immediately after the shot, I knew the shot was a little, I felt the shot was a little high mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and maybe a little forward to where I would like that shot to be. Right. And uh, he, he immediately just kept on running and he took running down the hill. And really it was a fast. spike, it was a, a small, young spike. Um, and he just starts running down the hill and uh super fast and i just hear him tuk -tun, tuk -tun, tuk -tun, just like a horse running and, <laughs> and, and, he, and he goes tuk -tun, tuk -tun, tuk -tun. And he just keeps on going oh my god man why are you running so much so uh yeah so. somebody get me a rifle <laughs> we've had that thought oh times. man yeah. so i'm you know at that point i'm, I'm excited i'm shaking you guys will you know sure. we, we caught some of that on, in, on video with joe because manano was still on the phone probably uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, uh, I'm shaking, but at the same time, something is like, mm, I, you know, it's just that one shot that you're not 100% sure of. Right. right? So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, from that you know, point, you can take. I, I so appreciate it because both you guys, um, immediately after your shots, you question your shot. And both of you put killing shots on your animals. And, yeah. and that's one thing that, I, that we tell people. We're our shot placement where we tell people to shoot. If you go four inches one way, top, bottom, one, you're good. And I'm back, and I hear, I see you shoot, and then I hear the hit. And when I hear the hit, I know he's hitting bone because I hear that, that whack. Right? Boom. Yeah, Crack. I can hear that whack. Well, we go uh, afterwards. We sat down. We talked. We got ourselves together, helped Luis calm down, I talked about the moment. I got for the phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Oh, hey, oh, for years we, to come. Yeah, in years to come. Um, but uh, then we started looking for the arrow mm -hmm. and started looking for lost blood after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, um, Manano thought for sure we had a pass-through. Mm -hmm. And... We never found the arrow, and we were looking for the arrow, and and I and I told them that because they said the Illuminoc disappeared, yeah. And I truly believed myself that from the sound that I heard, that uh, and there was so here's the other thing, not only we did not find the arrow, but there was very little blood, and there's a with that fletching, type of hit, and yeah. there was a fletching with no blood, no right, nothing yeah. that uh, we found new fletching in front of where the animal was standing. Right. So when I put together all these things, I, I, and I want you guys to think about this, is that you hear a loud crack. Um, he shoots it um, right in the area, but a little bit, he says, forward. So probably four to six inches with the animal facing to the left, four to six inches to the left of where he wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. um, and again, no blood, no arrow, right? So to me, that immediately says shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. um, and it says that he probably did get penetration all mm -hmm. the way through, but most likely the arrow was sticking out on the other side. Mm -hmm. This is, in my mind, what I'm seeing. Now, if that happens, if that arrow's sticking out on the other side, 
It can be sheared, okay? Or it can be in and sealed around and keep, especially on a high shot, it's a little bit higher. Uh, both lungs are going to fill up, but by the time they do, that's not going to come out. So you, you're in a situation where you got kind of plug going on. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, well, that animal ran for a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you this. If an elk is shot in the woods and he has to dodge trees and stuff, it's a totally different thing than if he's, if, if he's in an open field and he has an arrow sticking out that's acting like a whip on a horse. Right. So, I mean, I guarantee you that animal in an open field ran 300 yards in 20 seconds, yeah, maybe, he's, you know? I mean, just got after it. So mm-hmm. that's why he covered so much ground in the woods. If he wouldn't have had open, he'd have been down under 100. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, because it had the distraction of avoiding it through yeah, the difficulty there. Mm-hmm. So when the animal um, ran, he ended up crossing over onto private property. And this is where our anxiety came from. So what it meant then is we had to contact, before we could enter in, we had to contact the private landowner and get permission to be able to proceed. And, you know, luckily we were using a SAT device, a Solio, because where we're at, we have no reception reception at all. Well, Milano had some. Up on top of the (laughs) hill. And and actually, we we actually drove to an area to use Milano's phone to try to call the landowner, but it was Labor Day. Nobody was in. Nobody was around. So... I had his uh, phone number, his, and, and I texted him and from the SAT device, and, and he responded. And he just needed to find out about his hunts and his guides before he could give us permission. So it was a wait. Mm-hmm. And a long wait. Yeah, a long yeah. wait. And, and it, was a, it was a long wait. It was about five hours. Yeah, and six hours. Which I always say in my mind... You know, there's a reason for everything. You did say it. Yeah. You did say it here yeah. at camp. was like, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. Right. Maybe this is the amount of time we need to wait until, you know. Until we track animal. that animal to make mm-hmm. sure that he's down. You know, if it was not an optimum shot, maybe we need to give him this yeah. amount of time. Yeah. So uh, we come back. Uh, we get a text from the landowner that uh, that said, yeah. Proceed. Go, proceed. Go get after it. In fact, um, after we did find the bull uh he was very happy for yeah, us yeah, so so, yeah. so we get congratulatory yeah. we're so, able thank you yeah. thank you you yes. know who you are thank we you. appreciate you yeah. very thank much thank you very much thank you very much and um you know that you got to do things the right way and and that's one thing that we wanted to make sure of is that we always do things the right way we did not think that animal was very far inside that property but that was another person's property, and we had to let them know and we, mm-hmm. before we could proceed. you got to do the right thing. That's absolutely what you have to do. So, so yeah, then we went back, all of us, with the packs and everything. And then uh, we got to the last blood. Mm-hmm. And then Brendan and Gilbert stayed uh, just to try Right get at the point where it just turned into that big open field to mm-hmm. kind of try to get a line of where that bull ran. Which is, was the last drop of blood. Yeah. Correct. Right. Based, based on... Based we found on, a few more. Actually. Yeah, we found so, a few yeah, more, but yeah, not you, much. You guys marked yeah, it. Not much, right? and, and based on where I heard, I, I mean, it was just once it gets to that open <clears> field, one, it's super hard to find more blood because the animal is running at all it can give it. Yeah. And then it's just grass. And right. it's just like being able to find droplets. Yeah. So here was another benefit of the five hours. Yes. Because yeah. what we're doing is we're splitting up yeah. to go check different entryways, the easy ways that a bull might see to get into the woods from mm-hmm. that field. When we're going over, as I'm going to the other side, 
I look and I see a buzzard fly up out of the trees. Mm -hmm. And I look up and there's buzzards circling and we had a definite wind. And so they were actually circling on the down part of that wind and I whistled to the guys. Well, we we brought radios, right? Uh And that was way cool too because we could communicate. Yeah, and uh, so you, 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 you told us, it's like, you told me, Luis, your bull is dead. Yeah. We just need to find it, right? Yeah. So um, you guys, and you asked me to look at the logs because uh-huh. uh, at the end of that park, there were some logs, uh, you know, and you can see the blood on the on the white aspen of those mm-hmm. log, uh, logs. And I was looking at the logs and then I was just like, hmm, that buzzard just kind of is insistent in that area. So yeah. I went from one area where I was looking at and went across the field, checked those logs along the way and uh, and then went into that area. So I'm looking through the 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 tree line i see something yellow and i'm like i pull i pull my rangefinder and sure enough that was the elk's bit big bud uh big butt and uh, um and so at that moment it's like found it found it (laughs) (laughs) great jubilation so it was like really so these guys could hear me all the way back there to where the pin drops were and then you know joe and and yeah, we radioed joined. right away. Yeah, I, I don't sprint, but I sprinted 195 <laughs> yards across. <laughs> it was pretty quick. He goes, yeah. only has one speed. Yes, exactly, it's so, slow, but try to help a buddy out, you know. Yeah, yeah but no, it's it, uh, the lesson with the buzzards was pretty cool. And again, and a lot going of times, back to your comment of there's a reason why. Yeah, or, uh, probably if we would have started looking for it could right away, him. we could have. No, no. we yeah. could have. I, I think he died relatively quick because of the way we found him. I mean, yeah. he was he crashed was in. He, it's not like he was embedded no. or anything like that. He was. He crashed into. He the was, That was actually his death run. Yes. Yeah. So that bulls both when I when I went uh, and we were uh, when we were quartering him up and stuff. I went into the ribs uh, and both lungs were nothing yeah. but a giant blood yeah and so. then when we actually were uh cleaning it up here at camp um really we were half an inch i was my shot was half an inch from penetrating the other side no uh into the shoulder blade oh yes so right correct half yeah. an inch f- further back yeah. it would have missed the shoulder and blade and had go- gotten complete pass through yeah, but right. the air actually went it went through the shoulder blade it went through the organs and it actually shattered part of the plate on the other no, side. Sorry. It didn't yeah. get complete pass through on the other side, but it did mess that bone up on that. Because our goal is always what? Two, two holes. holes. Two holes. Yes, Absolutely, sir. man. Two holes. Two holes. That's, that's Preferably what without an obstruction still stuck in there. Yeah. So, yeah exactly. And then I, I got to say, I mean, the, the, the pack... The packing out was uh, was ashore, and uh, yeah. you guys, I can't thank you guys enough for, for the help. I mean, everybody no problem, was just brother. carrying heavy pieces of quarters. And, yeah. and, uh, it, and uh, it, it, it took me a while to get over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was uh, coming out on light. We came out heavy, out. he came out light. That's yeah. all good. But that's because <laughs> Manano here, badass like, Manano, took two quarters. Yeah. Uh, one hind quarter and one front Four quarter, quarter yeah. uh, on his back, and you know took it out of the hill like that. And then Joe calls him after we're done, and uh, hey Manano, and Manano's like, yeah, I just got here. He's like, okay Manano, we need you back here. Manano's like, yes sir. And we're like, no no dude, we're just kidding, man. It's all good. Bro. So thank you, brother. I'm ready for the action, man. Yeah. Well, and I was doing the math. For the I, I thought for sure I had a quarter to take out because I'm doing the math. Manano left. 
Gilbert left, <laughs> Brandon left, me and Luis are here. That equals one more quarter in the head. And I'm like, what the heck? I had the most important part. I had the Lomos with me, so, yeah. so <laughs> you, had, you had to watch me. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, everybody um, helped out, and it, it's it's neat, guys, because you know when we walk into a kill. It's all of us celebrating as brothers. Yeah, it's all buddy. of us helping each other out. Everybody's packing. We're just, everybody's pitching in and helping so out. So you There's, guys are working in the meat tent, and yeah. and you get your elk all deboned mm -hmm. in the cooler, which is awesome to, to watch that process because when we do something like that and we're that close to a vehicle, we keep skin on. Mm -hmm. um, that that meat was all ready. That animal's cool. The way he went down, he was not lying on a side so that one side could stay hot. He was actually crashed over some logs in an mm -hmm. upright position mm -hmm. when he was in, in the some shade. Trees, yeah, yeah, in the shade. shade. And the day was cool. Yeah, the day yeah. was cool. So yeah. everything worked out great. And we we went ahead, got it off, got it to the vehicle, got it to scan to camp where you guys skinned it out, deboned in the cooler. Boom, we're good and we're ready for the good next day. day. Except for immediately that night, temperature started dropping. falling. Yeah, yeah started yeah, dropping yeah, hard. Yeah, we went back out, and I think you started prepping for yeah, yeah, for we the stayed, freeze. We stayed here for the yeah. freeze yeah. and digging the fire pit and so all that. We oh, had, that yeah. was finally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after four years yeah. asking for the fire pit. <laughs> I was able to. We actually had a fire yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah first, yeah. you know, drastic times call for drastic measures and mm -hmm. uh, you know looking at a three i mean look at this right yeah, this is uh, noon right th this yeah, yeah. And, and you know when we were looking at the forecast of what we were going to have to do with you know temperatures and snow be prepared it, it was it was looking to be a bad situation because we were going to have to wear the warmest stuff we had um we're gonna have to stay dry so first thing i did they went out hunting that evening and i prepped for the apocalypse man i yeah. i got a fire pit going went and got a lot of firewood got it all stacked up yeah. so that we can make sure that that we were we could That's stay warm. We got tarps yeah. and, and right now we we're here bundled up got the little buddy heaters you can <laughs> see our breath and it's literally the warmest that's been in three days. Oh, yeah. 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 This is the yeah. warmest that has been in three days. Yeah, yeah, we got actual snow melting and fog rolling in right now. It's uh, it's yeah. it's quite the day, I'm telling you. Right. And the last few days have been quite the day. You know, Brendan and I went out that evening, and, man, I'm telling you, these elk were just in a funk. Uh, they weren't talking a whole lot. Uh, and then... It was real man, windy that and night. And it was, it was real windy that night. Uh, we actually heard a couple of bugles to... Let us know that we're in the right area. You know, we just got to keep keep pushing forward. And uh, yeah, I, the next morning we get up and it is snow tent city. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. smoke, snow yeah. everywhere, and uh, it was unbelievable. So, so we spent a half day just cleaning and yeah. and getting snow off of everything and yeah. prepping ourselves and getting a fire and yep. you know getting warm and getting food. Ooh. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it at it was that different. point. You're it's about you're, survival mode. Yeah, you know, you're trying to make comfort. sure you take care of yourself, right? Yeah, and everybody else. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then that segues into Joe saying, "Let's go cut some tracks." Y'all heard some of that already, and then we'll get into Manano's uh, famous bull kill, uh, and it, that was tremendous. I mean, in a in a 
a situation where it's raining, it's, you know, all kinds of things. Everything's against you, really. Oh, and, you know, with the elements and everything else, and these guys, you know, they pull out another one. And had several other uh It was unbelievable and, yeah, last night. Bulls. And, you know, so we take out of here. It's about eleven thirty, I believe. So we're going to do a we're going to hunt midday all the way through the evening, and and our goal was go cut track. Um, I told the guys I was hoping to find more than a single track, mm -hmm. you know, because I knew that um, if we could find multiple tracks of cows with big track big track in there, that that meant that the bulls were were splitting off, and or if we could find multiple bull tracks together, that means they're in that buddy mode, and that makes it a little bit easier than just a single that's hanging out. Because a lot of times those singles that are hanging out have split off. They're no longer in buddy mode. They're in that transition. So we're searching out a certain kind of bull, either a bull that was with cows or, or bulls that were in that buddy mode at that point. So uh, we go out and we, had, we hit one track early, a single track, and uh, and didn't stay with that one, and we kept moving, and I actually spotted. Yeah. You actually spotted before we stopped. Yeah, before mm -hmm. we yep. stopped before we were. Yeah, so we're we're going, and Luis is like Joe, 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 and we stop, and he said I saw some bulls right over there. You know, something moving through. So I stop, I get out, and I check the track, and there's more than one bull. And the way they were headed, it was kind of what Gilbert said before. So my strategy was, especially the way the wind was, I don't like to go right behind tracking. You hear something over there? I just heard a whiff, and then I looked over and saw my oh, the elk. bulls. Sitting oh yeah. There like <laughs> 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 so a lot of times, especially the way that snow at that point was still, yeah, still yeah, crunching. Crunchy. So those animals are smart when they meander. They'll meander in a way where they can check their back trail a lot. Deer are really good at doing yeah. that. So instead of doing that, I, I wanted to circle them and either cut their track or be where we could see them. Get close or, them, yeah. Yeah. So we proceed to get the wind right and go around, and, and I do, I mean, a huge cut, and oh, we yeah. never cut the track. It was like three hours. Yeah. Walk, and they were really quiet. And so we're, we're cow calling, we're doing all this, and it's getting a little bit later and later. It's probably... No, you know, it, it, more, it was like 1 p.m. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was closer to past, two. Yeah, past, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm, we're circling back because I'm like, "Dadgummit, man!" And let me tell you something about these animals. A lot of times when they get boogered, especially in high use areas, people think that they just Flee go the country, and they're gone, yeah. but they don't, man. They just go so far and they just wait to see what's going. On. They'll check their back trail and then they'll go back to feeding. So I started. I started us going around, and we never cut it, and, and I'm like, it, they stayed in that area. So we start circling back around and get back into there and cut their track. And at that point, we're back on tracking. Now, snow is starting to melt a little bit, right? And we, but and but we at found that point them. is where we started to find their beds and where yeah, they and bees, the, the bloody strong, bees. Yeah, the, the, right. the smell was strong. And yeah, the urine. We kind of were like, oh, these guys are hanging out around here. Right. Yeah, so when we saw we saw where, like you had talked about, a bull had been raking in oh, the ground man, and tearing it up. Jet. And then we saw the bloody urine. I was like, wow, man, things are getting ready to happen. Well, shoot, we didn't go. We were there. Uh, we did a setup there, right, mm -hmm. yeah. because of what we found. And because of the setup, we started getting answers. Yeah. You know, uh, you guys tell me, well, we've got one 
500 yards this way, we got one 400 yards this way. So we started to Going. proceed, right? We started cutting the distance. And, you know, I went for the 400 yarder and counting my steps, taking off. When we got about 300, we stopped and set up again. Set up again. And we started giving some calls, and we got a couple. We got a chuckle on one side, yeah. we and we got a bull mew on the yeah. other, right? Yeah, but they weren't moving. They weren't coming in. They were stationary. And staying put. Yeah. 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 Wanting you, especially the one. So we took the one that was on the best wind side, mm -hmm. and we started going there. And he was actually, he had the advantage because he was up on a ridge, and we're in a burn area where he can see the activity. So when we get up there, he's just looking down. And you, you spotted know. him. I was like, man, I, I it took me a while to yeah, see him. He was him. like 400 yards. Yeah, he was far. He yeah, was he, far was far up, we he was up on the ridge. But he did something that uh, I think when I spotted him, he was down low on the side of the hill, mm -hmm. on the side of the hill. But then he did something that helped us out that is another lesson. And yes. uh, and, and I'm going to refer back to uh, this the bull lesson. was up on a ridge, right? And we had done a little bit of calling, and, and all we got was chuckles or a bull mute. Mm -hmm. So when we see this bull, we're just watching him, and I watch him go up and over the ridge. Well, at that point, I told the guys, I want you to go right, and I pointed the tree out. I want you to go right at that tree up there because that's where we went over, and then I'm going to try to bring him back over because a lot of times those elk will come back. The same way they left. To the, yeah, yeah, because that was their last safe, safe place, yeah. right? Yep. So I wanted to get there. Now, I wanted them to get there, and this is one of those hurry up and slow down moments, but these guys are still so used to their style mm -hmm. that they were being very quiet going up. Mm -hmm you know, mm -hmm. on this side. And I wanted them just to haul Go. butt up yeah. there, and then as they're getting to the rise, then slow down. Hurry up and then slow down. There's, there's something to do with style and something to do with altitude. Yeah. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> Two different things. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, the that was fast for us, yeah, bro. The two, the two ridges that we're on, they're not, they're not, not the, little beanie ridge. These are, I mean, like that. That was a high. And it was very steep. rocky going yeah. up to yeah. it, right? Yeah. Snow, 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 yeah, snow covered with ice and everything mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Now, I want to point out to you guys something that was in my mind as soon as I saw you get up there. Because I saw you get up to the top of the ridge. And then once you got to the top of the ridge, you were moving. Now, this is with the bull on the other side. You were moving down the ridge on top of the ridge. Mm -hmm. So you skylined yourself the whole time. So you made yourself extremely visible to that bull down there at the bottom. If he heard anything, he would look up and he could see because it makes it easier when you're skylined. In well, other words, yeah, but the thing is, uh, oh. we've had some technical <laughs> difficulties. Oh. Technical difficulties. That's yeah. all right. We'll get it. The thing is, uh, we found the tracks of that bull right. going all the way down to the ridge. Sure straight down and uh that's why we decided to follow the trail uh -huh. and at that point you kept walking okay in parallel right yeah he, he did find the tracks yeah. up there and so we started to follow the tracks of the uh, bull in okay the snow, that, that direction but, awesome that's but, great but that wasn't to your point that wasn't the only bull in the area right and other bulls could potentially see us you know sure. it, and and there was 
Yeah, we could and, have probably done it differently. And, and just a point for you guys that uh, when you when you are moving in on animals, it, if you're going to if you have an animal talking, you either want to move a little lower on the ridge side or on the back ridge side, just so you're not as easy to spot. Scout. That's just something for you to remember. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, the old timers used to say all the time, you know, don't skyline yourself. Right. You know, so that's just a thought there. So I see you guys moving right and uh, down the ridge. And so I move up in position and I start calling from the back side of the ridge, mm -hmm. trying to pull the bull back to look yeah. over top yeah. of the ridge. So the, the, the top of the ridge had kind of a little bit of a slope down. So mm -hmm. to your point, you were in the top of the ridge, but behind us right. at, the, at the higher area. And then we were walking down through the top of the ridge. Right, okay. So we're at that point, Manano, and it was your day yesterday. Oh Tell us God. about it. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. It was a, uh, we were in a burn area, uh, uh, and then Luis is trying to give me some crap, and <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't remember what. Because yeah, you were breathing. There has to be a you reason. Yeah. It have, you were breathing, you dude. You were breathing, bro. Oh, I remember why. I was, I was from freaking cover, like with a, with a, with my. Oh yeah, because he couldn't hear anything. Oh yeah. yeah. So many layers. Like, hey, remove all that scrap in your head. In your head. <laughs> and it was hey, what's going on, man? You killed your bull, man. All that crap out of your head, man. We we kept walking and and Joe made making uh, some bugles, throwing some bugles, and uh, at that point we we hear bugles yes. far away. Yeah. Now that you didn't have all this stuff in your head. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he was only 200 yards at the time, uh, right? No, the other bugle was far away. Oh, was, okay. Uh, the one on the Yeah, on he, the, he, the, the one we were following, he went silent. He went mm -hmm. quiet. He wasn't um, I remember I crackled you, I, I, I said, you, Crow, crow. Like, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can call it that. Crow call. Crow, crow call, call. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Joe started to move uh, towards us, and uh, and I heard the bugle. The, the same uh, bull we were after, it was like 250, yeah. three yards, 300 right. yards away. And I said, Joe, bull's still there. And he he said, okay, set up, guys, and uh, I'm going to start calling it. And uh, Luis was behind me trying to trying to film. get a uh, yeah good uh, film. Uh, I wasn't calling my wife or anything like that. on the moment. And, uh, yeah, no, I was present. The well, the, the, yeah. the good. <laughs> I hope you, you guys know, are guys, watching it's on, a, on, I have on to, YouTube. I mean, it's a it's a must. My nano have to get some crap. I mean, all the way. <laughs> well, uh, and then uh, the good news about hunting in a burn okay you are exposed you, you you are in a exposed uh position but they are exposed well. too mm -hmm. yeah. uh and i was able to see him yeah you saw him from far away yeah, I, coming, I couldn't see him was... and he was he was coming slow and throwing some uh chuckles actually yeah. mm -hmm. um we were ready but because i saw him coming i i walk i don't know 50 yards uh 40 yards uh towards him mm -hmm. and i got that uh, a really good spot right um uh, at, at this point joe's uh kept throwing bugles and he kept responding 
uh, with chuckles and, and, and slow uh, and low uh, cow calls. I don't know. It wasn't yeah. like a barking or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, he, was, it, it was a bull mew is what he was doing. Yeah. Was it was weird. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and, and so that I'm... I'm going to the location bugles and the cow call. That, that's uh, been the best for me. Yeah, nothing aggressive. Just want to, again, go back to the herd mentality. And so I was back there sounding just some location bugles, and that's where I was getting responses from him. So yeah, uh, I was giving him what he wanted. Yeah, and then uh, uh, he was at the point where I can uh, see him well, and he can come really slow and, you know, uh, and, and he was coming with the head like oh, yeah. that and, and through the horns. It looked like yeah. a moose yeah. coming in. Yeah, it was like, like, like a moose and mm-hmm. and with it with uh the with the head antlers. Yeah. Going like antlers. That. Antlers. <laughs> antlers. That's right. Here you go, Joe. Right. I, I, the last time I ranged him he was fifty yards and I just ranged the the tree where I thought it was the uh the, the, the potential passed through. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh he was coming up 35 yards, and I, I drew, and the freaking arrow <laughs> fell out of my stream. <laughs> oh my goodness! Actually, I don't know if it was. I mean, the real lackeys went on. <laughs> I was shaking, plus the, the cold weather, and I actually I tried to knock the arrow. I I tried to touch behind the the the, the, the broad head and lift the arrow with the point I can knock it again in a full draw. Oh, but I couldn't. It's so dangerous. Dude. It's so oh, dangerous. I was, I was, I said, okay, I'd rather... Don't do this at home. Yeah, I'd rather miss a shot. I'd rather not, yeah. you know, shot the bull, but I don't I don't want to do this again. And I, I I let it go. Let down, yeah. Yeah, and I knocked the, 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 the arrow again, and he didn't see me. I mean, he yeah. was just so focused on Joe. Uh, and I drew back again. He stopped. And Joe cockles. Yes, yeah, because just again, at that moment, it was I'm, perfect. I'm back in position. What's cool about this? Yeah, it's a burn area, but we're on this ridge that where he was coming through was a lot of thick stuff, right? Yeah. And luckily, on that ridge was two huge pines on that ridge. So I could actually be behind those pines where the elk couldn't see me, but I could see Luis and I could see Manano. So again, I'm watching Manano's body language, Mm -hmm. and I've watched him draw, and he's at hold, hold, hold. So immediately that tells me he's hung up, up, Mm -hmm. that Manano's like... that. You know, in my mind, I'm as a bow hunter, you see the situation. Mm-hmm. That bull has stopped and is and in a position where he doesn't have a shot. Right. And he's still holding and holding. It's it's, it's September, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> September, October, November. <laughs> and so my first thought was, i got to get that bull moving again. So I threw a cow call. Sure enough, the bull just a step like, uh, I don't know, 10 yards walking towards me. Uh, but one point uh i got the the, the winning by back this way and the bull kept coming this way so i i you decided right across your center yeah line. i mean it was like three yards four yards to the get to the point that, that he was about to smell me that was the reason i i shot it uh slightly quarter yeah sli- slightly quarter towards and uh and I, I i i knew it was a dead deadly shot but it wasn't the one I wanted. Right, yeah. right. Uh, the one with two holes and right on the 
bump station. station. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, hey man, uh, he said right over there. Right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't care right. how we got it done, we got it done, right? Yeah, yeah and, it, was, uh, it was a great shot, actually. And this is all on film, y'all. You're yeah. gonna love it. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You did a great job, yeah. even that's though fantastic. I, I, I screwed it up for you, yeah, but you did a great job. But I mean, it was really close. It was, I don't know, 25. 22 right. yards yeah. uh, and you never ranged it no 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 uh, the last time in range it was, was a mm -hmm. big pine the tree uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, I knew it was 30 something yards and then he crossed and it was 10, 10, 10 yards Closer. Uh, closer, and I just okay. This is a twenty. He's close. He was close, man. He looked yeah. so big. Actually, yeah, he I used all my pins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put all my pins here. I, I cut Which one? It. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I put all my pins right in the shoulder, and I cut it loose, and boom! Well, it from sounds the, from the video. He looks close. Yeah, he was yeah. Close. I was. You and, know, and he had a huge body, and he was. Oh like my gosh! Huge bull. Yeah. We carried the hindquarter out right and and we did a little um you know uh like if you're carrying a a, a hurt person yeah, i took like my poncho and i sure. tied knots on it and we put it in the inside yeah. and me because it was very rocky and dangerous oh, so no we Dark. did it like that like a little ambulance thing you yeah. know and we took the one quarter out the two of us you know yeah. and and then when we came back, Luis, he's like, bro, I, I think I could do this, man. And, and <laughs> I think by the time, it's a good thing it was only 100 yards, man. Because, yeah. yeah, by the time he got to that thing, it was yeah. like, that was a, I mean, that, it was a heavy, he big bull. Yeah. I mean, well, big, heavy bull. Yeah, bull. and uh, after I just shot the the, the bull, he, he jumped and he was really sick. He was. Yeah, he really, started walking away. Yeah, just not feeling good. Yeah, actually, I I took another arrow out of my quiver, and I was able, I was almost able to get a second shot right. to make a second hole. Right. Uh, but he went into the some pines, and and I was I was watching him. I don't know, 35, 40 years away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at that point. Another bull. You spotted another bull coming. Yeah, from the he, same direction. From, from the same direction. And I say, hey, tell Joe that other bull is uh, right and there. And at that point, uh, you know, I'm kind of filming, and at that point, I turn and I look at that bull coming. And I'm like, oh crap! So I was like, yeah, I need he to was, get. I don't know, I need, seventy yards and away, and he, I was running the risk of that bull seeing me walk all the way back. But, but at that but point, but if you don't, it doesn't yeah, matter, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, well, nothing to lose. Whatever. Yeah. I just got up, and I started kind of walking back to try to get to Joe and tell Joe hey you know Manano did shoot the bull seems like an okay shot um, you get back down there there's another bull coming and I'm gonna try to stay back here and see if I can pull yeah. that bull in right so um, at that point I was shaking between the beer lackeys and the snow I was seeing I sat in a big old rug with the snow I got my <laughs> But all went. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was shaking with the real lackeys. I couldn't, you know, oh, stop. Awesome. So, so when he says "viru lackeys," that's it's that's, a it's, it's a it's a, it's a term for buck fever. Yeah, that it's was Venezuelan. It's your father. Yeah, it's my yeah, father. Yeah, it, it's actually a, a term created by his dad that is yeah. going to now be uh, an international term. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. the real lackeys is a terrible. It's a great experience, but if you are in a cold situation, you're gonna feel <laughs> weird. <laughs> so when when I see this, I see Manano shoot, and I hear the running. I heard the hit, and 
but it was a, again another loud hit. Yeah. It was a loud hit, and and I heard the running, and then I looked at Manano, and he just knocks another arrow like he's looking. I'm like, did he hit a tree? Mm. You know, and and he's looking for another shot. Oh, I didn't. That's, that's why you were asking me. Yeah. When I went back. Yeah. So I see I see Luis coming, and I'm like. Like that, and he goes. He gives me the thumbs up. You know, yeah. I, I'm pointing. You know, is it a hit? And he gives me the thumbs up. And he goes, but there's another bull. And I was like, and and at that time we knew we were switching roles. Yeah. And and right he away. went immediately to back up. I went up where he was at, and I started spotting the bull. And I could see the bull. The only problem that we had was his bull was bedded down in the area with that blood coming out mm -hmm. and that bull would stay but he was real antsy mm -hmm. about real everything nervous. going yeah. yeah and he was something one right yeah and he would feed and he would do his you know he would rake and and so i was like well i'm not going to sit here man with him doing that so i started just moving in on him. every time he would rake and feed i would move yeah. up and every time i would close in he would start to move yeah, in a different good. direction well so Luis, um, who I was very proud of, by the way, man. I mean, he took the bull by the horns. He got up there and he wanted to put on a show for me, and he was doing everything. And and there's some things that, as an early caller, that we talked about, mm -hmm. and those are important things for for people to hear. Yeah. Because you you got to imagine there's a ridge line that has an apex, and we are let's say that we're on the south side and there's a north side to it okay well i'm down on and manano's there and i can see the bull in front of me and luis even though we're on the the south side luis goes over to the north side mm -hmm. to try to sound further away and pull the bull well the bull hears the commotion on the other side of the hill instead of coming towards us to go see it He's going to go over the hill to view what's going on. Mm -hmm. So he's actually leaving away from me on the other side of the mm -hmm. hill. The only Now, as a shooter, you should never call, right? But I have a, a young caller behind me, and so I almost had to go into solo mode, mm -hmm. in a mm -hmm. sense, mm -hmm. right? So Luis is calling on the other side. That bull is leaving, so I take and point my grunt tube behind me and throw it back and bugle back the other way and stop him. Well, Luis hears me call and he's like, all right, we're going to put on a show, man. No, what I'm thinking <laughs> at that point was like the bull is going away and Joe is now trying to, you know, make sure they're pulling back. And if he's calling, it's because the bull is further away and he feels comfortable calling. So I now need to make more noise back here to make sure that the bull's attention is behind Joe right. and not Joe. It, to me, it was a signal of, hey, Luis, the bull is going away. Do something else. And yeah. that's, again, me not and, knowing exactly. And it was the exact way you should have thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what he should have done was listen to how I threw my call yeah. and actually come back over the hill exactly. and down the other right. side to right, start right. pulling. Because I would call, and immediately he would scream again, yeah. which would kept pulling the bull that direction. Yeah, direction so at that point in my mind is is the only way i can turn this bull now is to sound more enticing as a group or as a bigger bull over here and i was trying to up you every time. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh you mean no here it is <laughs> That's awesome. so i so i finally got him to and it was so funny because i'd call and then luis i'd go luis shut up <laughs> just for a second let me get him you know and and so finally I got him to turn and to come the other way. And he stayed in the area and he almost committed. Mm 
at one point. He was close. He, yeah, he almost committed. Um, Luis started adding some, and, and it, it's great effort, and I like that he's trying it, and, and he's just got to get better at it. Mm -hmm. But his, his chuckles that he was throwing <laughs> in, it, it kind of turned him off a little bit. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, like, he, he kind of locked up at that point. He was like, hmm, something don't sound right over there. So, he barked. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. he, he did later on, mm -hmm. you know. And so, but every time Luis would give a cow call, um, he would start chuckling at him. Mm -hmm. And and then he would go back to the bugle. And I told him, I said, and this is what you guys, when they tell you what, what they, they want, want, keep giving it to keep them. Keep giving it to right. them. You don't just keep hammering them, hammering them, hammering them with it. He could have gone silent a little bit and then done it. And he should have, he's kind of stayed in a position, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what he should have done was gone away. Yeah, I shifted only twice. And the reason why <coughs> I shifted, it was just because of wind and where I was hearing the bugle. The, right. the bugle from the bull coming from right and where you were at trying to make a straight line from when you were at and that but that's the reason but but not not to your point of hey you know just kind of if you if you make it go away like i told you initially when i started the scenario i was painting in my head was okay i want to make it sound like there is a herd here kind of right. like what you did for uh -huh. me right sure. and then uh because the bull was hung up then i said okay what i'm going to try now is I'm going to make that bull walk away with a few cows. So right. I started throwing the the calls back and dissipating the, the, the bugles of the bull. Mm -hmm. And then I waited a little bit and then I started doing a lost cow call, mm -hmm. almost as if these cows were left behind, mm -hmm. wait for me kind of deal to see if that would, you know, bring that bull in now look for these lost cows. Right. And that's kind of the picture I was trying to paint. But obviously it's... It's super hard, one, learning about it, and two, not being able to see the bull's reactions or yes. see what, what you guys are doing, well, right? But if you listen, he's yeah. telling you yeah. something, yeah. No, right? I, I so it, it was like bull chuckle, Luis, bull, Luis, 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 bull, Luis, Luis, yeah. all from, it, it was almost like both people had a standoff, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh, so uh -huh. that was that one point where that bull said, bark chuckle, like, mm -hmm. okay, show, show your daggum self, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And where you should have, Bark chuckled back at him, and then just kept moving away and moving away. Right, you know. Right, right. Uh, and the the thing is, the position of your grunt tube. Like when you would bugle, your grunt tube has a natural yes. angle going up in the air. Yes. So it just sounded loud up here instead of directional. So that's one thing to remember too: is just keep that where you're going to throw it, right? Yeah. Uh, because a bugle is going to be louder than the cow calls anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. So that that was some of the Ooh. lessons that we talked yeah. about up yeah. there yeah. And, chili for here. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up messing shoot we messed with that bull i finally got ticked at him man i mean it i knew his bull was dead um we had actually i had actually bumped his bull yeah. trying uh trying because because i got ticked at that bull and i was like i know we need to go track his it's getting later in the day uh i'm not going to keep doing this and and risk us not getting his yeah, bull yeah, out yeah. so either get aggressive with it and yeah you know, or, so i went straight at him man just screaming you know here i come baby here i come like that and i he almost gave me an opportunity yeah. it almost happened and then he takes off but as i'm going i see another bull going like this i'm like what the heck well, his bull was bedded, mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was right there. And that's another lesson, is one of my problems is is when I am stalking on something, I get tunnel vision. 
Uh, and, and it depends on the situation. If the animal's in the open, not so much. But when they're in the trees and barely moving, you can barely see them. If, I could hear Manano trying to get my attention in the back. But a lot of times, uh, Manano... So you did hear me. I did hear you, yes. Okay. yes. You did and not turn No, I did not because if I would have turned <laughs> my head, I would have yeah, lost yeah, the yeah, animal. Yeah, yeah. So I had to focus on where the animal was. Plus, sometimes you, when when you're telling me, you're telling me the Something obvious that, that I already know. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times you'll tell me, you know, you'll call me and Joe, I hear a bull over there. And I, yeah, I hear him, Manano, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. at that point, I, I was just focused, mm. and so I just had to stay on it. And then, so I go at it and I bump your bull and I turn around. And you're like, oh, that's my bull, man. <laughs> and I'm I like, oh, okay. You. And so. So I'm sitting there looking at his bull, and I said, you know, come on, let's get another one in him. So I can see him stalking to the side. So what I did was I just wanted to, to take away from his noise you cover really and distract. Well. So I started heading the other way, and I just started screaming, bugles, bugles, yeah. cow calls, and bugles. And at this point, I don't know what the heck is going on. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, wait a minute. Something ain't right here. So I started getting close, and then I see you going crazy to the right-hand side. I'm like, and then I see Manano kind of going on the left-hand side. And I'm like, oh, he's trying to get the... I, I picked it up. Yeah. You know, he's trying to get the bull distracted. distracted. They probably uh -huh. jumped it. Yeah. And Manano's trying to get another arrow in him. Yeah. So uh, I start kind of going to the right and see if I can film Manano because mm -hmm. I see him draw. Right. So yeah. I, and so it it does. He gets. I don't know how close was it. Thirty five. Thirty five yards. Yeah. But, he uh, but it worked it. out perfectly because the yeah. bull, he was dead, but he was aware. I mean. Right. We wanted to get really him sick. down quick. Yeah. So. Yeah. He puts a killing shot on it, and the bull, bull runs to go die, and I can hear the bull gurgling, right? Yeah. And I'm ready to just go get the bull, and, then and I, Luis goes... And then, and then I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, uh, Joe is just looking that way, and Manano is like going, yeah. Yeah, we're and, all high. And I, I was filming, and at the time I'm filming, I'm looking at Joe, I'm behind Joe, I see three spike bulls come up. And I'm like, Joe. All of that noise I was making, and yeah. let me tell you what, y'all. It's kind of like that deal I told you about with Chav that time. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember. I'm just screaming crap. Yeah. I'm just doing yeah. all this cover noise I can. Yeah. And these bulls come into it. Yeah. Wow. And, and and let me tell you, they're not the only ones. There was yeah. another bull that Five came bulls. in. Yes. Yeah. Five bulls. Yeah. So, so when wow. I see this, I'm like, holy crap. He's got some spikes back there. And what called them in was just all this craziness that he's doing. Yeah. So I start going back. Yeah. You know, uh, and start doing the same thing, trying to anyway, sure, sure. to see if I can if I can bring those in through Joe to see if Joe gets the shot. But they caught my scent twice, but yeah. still stayed in the area. And they, but I don't know how because the wind was in our favor. Right. And uh, on on mine, I saw it, and I could tell uh, that bull breath. was, and and it could have been the blood from the bull too. Yeah, that that's was uh, that probably. But but I kept seeing him lift his nose. Yeah. And they were just really well, unsure. Was, you know, but I still had the bull at 30 yeah. yards, and it was a frontal. And then when he did turn broadside, there was some crap on it, and yeah. I didn't want to deflect. And an you arrow. were telling me to go back further yeah. out in the ridge, but when I was going there, then I got below to where 
I couldn't see anything. They right. couldn't see me, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on at this point. Yeah. So I stayed back there, crawling again. Yeah, front. sometimes you just have to do that. You yeah, have yeah. to bite the bullet yeah. and hope that the frontal person knows what's going it. on yeah. and makes the move. You know, so you got to do that sometimes. So we we got you know we, we got through time. that. We had oh, it was a blast. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you know we we found his bull. We did the celebration at that time. So. Let's talk about the pros and cons of cell phones, all right? <laughs> because actually, cell phones have become an incredible tool mm -hmm. for hunters. Very safety tool. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <clears throat> so, we, I mean, GPS, yep. flashlight, yep. right? Yep. Um, compass. What's that? Yeah. Compass. Yeah. Compass. Yeah, compass. GPS. Yeah. On it. Um, and we communication device. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you can talk to your wife. Well, well, we said a safety device that can get you in trouble. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and we had a sat device. We had a Zolio mm -hmm. that allowed us to, really well. to communicate. So you yeah. kept one with you, and I we did. kept one with us, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that sat device has been awesome. Uh, that Zolio has been, and we have field tested it, y'all. We've had it. Buried, buried in, in the, the snow, ice. yeah, right, yeah, rained on in the vehicle, in the tent, um, on my pack. I mean, I've kept it on all day, yeah. you know, just in case you guys needed to get in touch with us, right? And you know, we know what area that we're going to be hunting in, stuff like that, so we can help one another. It's a, it's a, in this kind, in these conditions, it's really important to kind of keep tabs on one another because if somebody gets hurt, man, it's this is these are dire situations. Absolutely, right? yeah. you can you can get hurt. Can go south. You can get hurt fast. permanent. Yeah. you know, and not be here. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm fully impressed with the with the, the technology and the device. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have one in my pack for sure from from here forward. Oh yeah, I mean, we did a a review. And we did it of uh, the spot and the yeah. in reach, right? Yep. And we have talked about those. And there was a third one, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I think there it. was a third one that we looked at. But uh, at that time, Zolio wasn't even in the picture. Right. So the other day, I get you know uh, before we go on the hunt, I get a message from Luis, and he's basically testing out his Zolio, mm -hmm. you know, when he does it. And I'm like, what the heck is Zolio? And he says <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a sat device for for messaging, yeah. and and. I know Luis, and I know what kind of mind he has and how he researches stuff, so I knew it had to be a good deal, right? right. Yeah. So I went there and checked out it. Shoot, it was $200 for the device. Uh, it lets you it it, uh, it lets you use your cell phone for text. If the other person has the app, you have over a 1,000 characters for $50 a month. It's unlimited text, which means all of us get to communicate with our families. Which, which, yeah, which the plan I took was the $35 a month. You're committed for three months, but right. you get 250 text messages incoming and outgoing. Right. Uh, yeah. um, you know, and, and 250 text messages in a month is a lot, especially sure. if you're just, you know, your trip is only for a weekend or even 10 days, right? Sure. So that's the plan I took, and what happens is you're obligated to pay for three months, and then after that you can put it in pause. Or you, you can you, cancel or it. Or you can cancel it. Yeah. But I think if you cancel it, you probably have to pay the $20 reactivation, reactivation fee. Reactivation, right. But uh, if, if you pause it, it's $4 a month. Right. So I thought that was 
fair. The device has been awesome for us. Yes. I mean, we have it in the tent. And they say open sky, you know, yeah, but yeah. we've had it in the tent. We've had it in the vehicle. The vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and we're getting. Yeah, getting text. Yeah. You and know, and, and under snowy conditions. Yeah. So. Under really adverse conditions. Yeah. So what are the disadvantages then of the phone reeling back to? I, you know, I think, I think. <laughs> Distraction. This, I, yeah. yeah. I think the phone, it's great too because, I mean, Double after day. the kill, let's talk about another advantage. Yeah. You know, after the kill. Um, you guys were able to video. He was able to give a video message, mm -hmm. and he was able to send it to he his father in Venezuela, father. man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that, I mean, oh, take that concept. <laughs> a long video. Yeah. It's yeah. a long video. A and, video. In Venezuela. Right. And, uh, and, and then there was a point in time when all of us, and it was at a point in the hunt that we were pretty much done. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we were able to FaceTime our families, yeah. you know. I got to I got to meet his father. I got to meet his wife sister. and his mom and mother-in-law. I got to meet all those people, and I got to sure. see the girls. You know, got to see my nephew, Tomas, uh, Tomas Jose. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and I my wife was blown away that I FaceTimed from the top of the mountain. So, sure. and it's at at the right moment that it is it is way way cool great the technology, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, it can be. A distraction. Oh, the other Make thing is, think. it's a great filming tool. No okay. doubt. I mean, it's, these it's your camera. Yeah, these videos. Yeah. These cameras. The video was amazing. The and video, video that Louis yeah. shot from that camera is just exquisite. Yeah. It really is. And you know, it is a distraction. Uh, Brendan and I yesterday were coming up out of a park and we're going up this hill and I, I get cell signal and I said, man, I've not talked to my wife in five days. Like, hear her voice, right? I'm gonna call her real quick. Well, I, I, I got three bars of LTE. I call, I hit send, and I look up, and there's a cow elk walking across the, the trail 35 yards in front of us. And I hear her go, hello? Hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, dude. You know, I hit, you know, hang up. Dude. I look at him, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude. There's a cow elk right now. Well, yeah, Gilbert has signal, right? So I'm like, all right, well, we're taking a break. So I set my bow down, leaned it up against my leg. Pull my phone out and I'm, <laughs> you know, deer in the headlights. That's what it was. And we're both just sitting there with our pants down, with this elk just walks across the road. And, 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 and wives going, "Hello, yeah, hello." Why going, did, I didn't get hello, Are hello, you okay? and I went, okay? I'm sorry. I, I didn't get to the phone call part of it. I just said, yeah. Well, how do you explain that, honey? I had to hang I up did. on you. Exactly what I told her. That's exactly, That's exactly yeah. what I told her when I got her back after the. The cow incident, and uh, when I got her back, yeah, I said, sure, I bet you were like, honey, shh, no, she's, reception. no. <laughs> she, said, she said, What happened? She said, It, it sounded so clear, and then boop, it was just gone. I said, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, said, I hadn't talked to you in five days, I ain't gonna lie now. I said, I'm telling you right now, we walked up here, I got signal, and I look up, and there is a elk walking in front of me, so I really needed to let you go so we can try to get this deal done. You know, she's kind of the opinion. I don't need to come home without some milk meat. So, uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, it was a little bit of a distraction. So, we probably need to plan our uh, communications at a little better time when we're not making. I mean, it can happen at any time out there. Oh, absolutely. You know, just like it happened to Manano, uh, just, you know, like it happened to us. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've had some 
some really good things go on with the phone be able to send instagram photos yeah you know stuff yeah. like that or right. a trip uh keep in contact with work keep in contact with uh whatever else we need to be doing but you know i think it's a better tool uh than a distraction personally oh i i, I think i think it absolutely should be the better tool than a distraction i just yeah. think you have to set boundaries i agree and yes. uh i i think you know times when when you have when you've stopped to to eat yeah um stop to take a leak or or, or take a break or, or, yeah or, break. or nature call yeah when it's a break yeah you know uh but when you're moving and you're cow calling, or, or when you've got animals, yeah, a bull is coming your way, yeah, it might not be a good time to have a phone call. <laughs> hey, it, it, and and I and I'm sure that mistake. But I think this is an important thing to talk about, don't you? Don't you oh, yeah. agree? For sure, no, I agree. You know, I, I think it's especially uh, when you're partner hunting. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you're partner hunting. Because because I can I can remember. I don't know. Was it last year? Or the year before that Probably we were over in the before. burn. It was a year before. We yeah, were we're, we're going through the burn, man, and it, and a bull is bugling, right? <laughs> bull is bugling, and I'm like, let's go, man. And I turn around back there, and, and Gilbert's got his phone now, and he's like, he's working the thumbs. He's got his he's got his bow, and he's working the thumbs. I'm like, Gilbert, what are you doing, man? I just got reception, and I got to communicate with these kids. Yeah. And I'm it like, was a college coach that was texting me about one of my players, so I felt like it was pretty important for me to get back to him. A lot of times, these kids have a real small window in their recruiting thing, and yeah. this college coach would text me, and I'm I'm wanting to get back to him. And, the bull had just bugled, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's going to look back here and see me on this phone. He's going to slap the dog slobber out of me, you know. So, so, hey, just give me one second, Joe. Boom, and we took off. You know? I am really impressed, though, man. That's the first time I ever heard you use dog slobber. <laughs> I, we are not unleashed. This PG version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. it's, been, it's been an awesome uh, four or five days here in Elk Camp. Uh, the weather keeps throwing us curveballs. I mean, as we sit here right now, the fog is rolling in here. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna put this deal to bed, and we're and gonna head out. We're gonna head out, and uh, myself, Joe, and uh, the Pennsylvania cat killer Brendan right here. He, we all got tags left, so we're gonna make these next few days count and oh, yeah. uh, get back to you guys with uh, with the end result, uh, no doubt. Um, anybody got anything else left to say? And uh, we need to give a shout out. It, Jerry and was his brother's name Mark? Yeah, Jerry and Jerry and Mark de Genova. Yeah. yeah Jerry yeah. and Mark de Genova. Uh yeah. Jerry, here's your shout out, bud, <laughs> man. I mean, uh we were we were out our our uh first uh, it was an evening. Afternoon of the first afternoon day. of the first day. Yeah, yeah. And we were heading to an area that uh, we had called in some elk that morning. In the middle of nowhere. In the <laughs> middle of nowhere. And we come around to turn and and immediately i stopped the bike because i see a, a the butt of a cow elk up ahead and, and it's a decoy right there in the middle of the road and then there's two fellows standing there and they weren't too happy and this is this is great to talk about public land because you know we're heading to where we're going it's it's a it's a, it's a road and they're right next to it but they hadn't seen anybody in that area and right away you know they were great they walked over oh, yeah. there and uh the one fella comes over and he goes uh Hey, I know you, and and where we're hunting, I happen to know a lot of people. My mind is going. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. I'm like, how how do I not know this guy? You know, and uh, he goes, you're Joe. Yeah. Well, he goes. You're the Elk Bros. Elk Bros. <laughs> <laughs> like that, man. And I 
and I'm like, yeah, That's and then awesome. he goes, you're Joe. And he goes, and you're Luis. I was, I was scared. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and, uh, and we had a great conversation. And his brother Mark goes, well, I hate to tell you guys, but I'm not as happy as he is to see you <laughs> because you found our area, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that, that they were hunting in. and But all and, in a great Oh, it was awesome. Uh, great, and, uh, yeah. great guys. We had a great conversation. Well, understand this. We're not going to talk about that area either, brother. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. so uh, yeah, it, it's a shame that, I mean, who would think that these guys are from Missouri, mm-hmm. not Missouri. They're mm-hmm. from Missouri yeah. uh, in their area. Um, and all of us hunting up here in beautiful Canada. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful snowy Canada. <laughs> snow. uh, Close to Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Right on the border. So, but he, he, he pecked, what was it that he said about you? He was like, yeah, and you were Italian. Uh, well, because I was yeah. like, Where's well, an Italian, Italian guy, because he's a gentleman. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said, and I said uh, an Italian guy over there in Missouri. And he goes, well, you're a North Carolina Italian. Go- come to New Mexico. And I was like. Oh, wow. <laughs> this dude's been listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's it's a it's always humbling to know yeah. that these people have your best interests at heart too. Oh, and they it, know a little bit about something. Last year we ran into Amadeo Soto and yeah. uh, one of the other gentlemen that yeah. are from the area. And yeah. it was uh, humbling to have those guys. Yeah, know? Lombaka was yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah. It, uh-huh. it was it was pretty we, neat. We yeah. we talked for a little bit, exchanged some knowledge of the areas. You know, yeah, they, they were asking for some tips and and. Uh, and, and, and we were and yeah, happy they to were give just kind of giving us information of what they had seen in the area as yeah. well, and so on. And, and, so and we were like, okay, so what is your evening plan? Yeah, you know. So we and, and we'll make ours we'll, accordingly. We'll mess it up again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and look on the fir- on the first morning, Joe and I ran into uh, Kenneth Sandoval yeah. and his uh, and his friend and his uh, hunting partner, and. Uh, I mean, Joe and them have coached in the same areas together, and Mr. Sand, Sandoval's a, a, a He's high a school baseball, baseball coach, co- yep, coach over at Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, New Mexico. Yeah, uh-huh. so so cool to see the people out here in the Elk Woods and enjoying what we love. Um, it's been an awesome podcast. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here, guys. As we always say here on Elk Bros, husbands, hug your wives. Wives, hug your husbands. Kiss your babies. And Keep your broad head sharp and your powder dry, and we'll see you next week right here on Blue Collar Elk Hunting. And y'all stay warm. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Peace. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.